Um, you know, when you, when you talked about culture, one thing I really liked was all of those things that you talked about, the accountability, the toughness. It doesn't matter what style of play you're doing on the court. All of those things are going to transfer in every area of uh, what you do. Zone defense, man defense, uh, you know, motion offense or Princeton offense. It doesn't matter what you're doing on the court, X's and O's wise, because all of those things encompass how you're going to play. Is that is that fair to say? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, and, I, and I've changed just like most coaches have through through the years, you know, and adapted to what I what I want to do and what my offensive defensive philosophies are and those kind of things so uh this is you know what we try to instill in our players is could be used in anything i mean we could take it and put it in baseball and it would right yeah uh, that's a good point well that's 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 really important i think and it's kind of cliche now to talk about culture and talk about your team's identity but uh the day-to-day aspect of it and the process aspect of it i wrote down just in my notes the fact that you're gonna your players are gonna lead a a talk and they're gonna talk about on the court they're gonna talk about off the court and then what you said there was a third area in the classroom is that right we we start with what it looks like in the classroom what it looks like on the court and what it looks like in in the community yeah so uh you know we, we try to take all those those six categories that we consider part of our our creed uh and and make them apply that to what it looks like and you know and whoever's talking that day is going to tell you what they think uh family looks like in the classroom what Uh they think family looks like in the court on the court what they think family should look like out in the community uh so uh, you know i think it's good because we're not just talking basketball we're talking about you know what what does accountability look like when you're out in the community how am I accountable to all these guys in here, and how should that look? Uh, so it makes them really kind of think beyond themselves, and and hopefully what it what it instills is 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 a belief that you know I am accountable to more than just myself. I'm accountable to all these guys that are sitting in here because I represent them, and I represent this school and this family. So that's what we try to instill anyway. Yeah, that's really good. Now let's let's go ahead and switch gears just a little bit and talk about that offensive and defensive philosophy. You said it's changed over the years, and I know you had a really unique style. Uh, you t- you spoke at uh, the THSCA clinic one year about the uh, strong taken, or excuse me, the smart taken from the strong, and uh, that kind of style that that you had at at South Lake Carroll. Go ahead and talk about what you're doing now at at Reedy and what you want your teams to be known for on game night. Well, you know, uh, my style has changed. Uh, you know, probably been most known in the last few years uh, for the Princeton offense that we ran. Uh, we, but we uh, really only ran it for the last six years of my career. But for whatever reason, that's the the uh, thing that I get most to ask about. Uh, it, here's here's what I believe, and I don't remember who told me this, but some some wise coach, a lot wiser than me, <laughs> to, to be successful, that you got two choices. You can do something better than everyone else, or you can do something different than everyone else. And, you know, there was a stage in my career where I felt like we had as good or better players than everybody. Mm-hmm. And we could do what we do, and we're going to do it better than what you do it. Uh, but, you know, in, in Southlake, we didn't win a whole lot of warm-ups. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so we had to do something different. And, uh, you know, in the last six years, you know, uh, we've done the ladder with Princeton, with the Princeton offense, and now we're running a lot of point zone stuff. Uh, so, it, you know, both of those things really, I think, complement each other. Right. So when you prepare for us, you're going to be preparing probably a little differently than you may for someone else. Uh, you're going to offensively, you're going to have to talk about attacking a zone that you might not see, but maybe once or twice a season. Uh, uh, you know, it's just it's it's really helped us have success, and it's kind of leveled the playing field for us. Um, you know, the the influence on me, probably the biggest influence on me was. Uh, the guy that I did my student teaching with, uh, some of you guys may know him, but Chris Bells, when he was at uh, Hayes High School mm-hmm. there uh, in Buda, Texas, I uh, did my student teaching with him in 1987. Uh, and at that time, I could have just as easily have gone the direction of, of football because I was a, a multi-sport athlete in high school, and I was I was probably a better high school football player than basketball player, but I loved basketball more than I loved football. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, since that time, you know, Chris just kind of lit a fire, I guess, for, for me in the, the sport of basketball. And since that time, I was stole from so many coaches that, you know, it becomes a a hodgepodge of, of different things that I've taken from, from other folks and, and adapted to, to fit me and, uh, you know, my philosophy, if you saw us when we were at Newman Smith, you know, we were pressing and, and uh, you know, pressure defense and, and uh, you know, more of a set offense type thing to get our best players the ball in their hands and let them create. And, you know, now we have to create offense. I mean, it's just the simple fact of the matter is because I don't have players that can go out and, and as they like to say, get buckets. Right. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, it's really changed, and I think you know, as a coach, you you got to change. And here at Reedy, uh, we you know we have real similar demographics that we did at Southlake. So you know, uh, last year was our first year of varsity, and you know, even though we only won thirteen games, uh, you know, we didn't win one warm up. Uh, there wasn't one time where we walked out on the court and I looked down there and said, "Man, we got better looking kids than them." <laughs> uh, but I think our kids believed in what we were doing and believed that because of what we were doing, we had a chance every night. And You know, the second round of district, we, we ended up winning three three games. We went three and four in the second round in district, and, you know, I think we gradually improved as the season went on and gained confidence. And, uh, you know, late in the season, we were a tough out, even though we were all, you know, five sophomores and five juniors at yeah. the 5A level, so I was really proud of them. Yeah, and that you know, talking about the belief system that your players had, I think that that definitely goes back to the culture that you built with the, you know, with your creed and everything that uh, you do with your guys that may not be on the court necessarily. That stuff carries over, especially with a young team, because you know, and I, I use the word brainwash. That's probably not the best word, but you know, we can brainwash our players to believe uh, that that we can be better than than we are. You know, statistically on paper, possibly. And that's one of the cool things about coaching and teaching is that you know we can we can get these kids to you know rise to the occasion and become overachievers. And that's that's what I remember about you know your teams when I was in the Metroplex is you guys were just overachievers. Everybody believed in what you were doing, gave it everything that that you had best effort 
you know, and you'd beat people that you weren't supposed to beat. And, and uh, you know, I just remember preparing scouting reports for, for Princeton offense, and we're spending 45 minutes on y'all, and we maybe spend 20 or 15 minutes on everybody else. And so uh, all, they, all that stuff kind of comes together, don't you think, and, and, what, you, and what, you're, what you're building with, with your team. Yeah, you know, and that's that's kind of what we're hoping is that that because of what we're doing, you're having to devote time away from your your team uh, and and maybe talk about things that are a little bit different, uh, you know, because you know the whole Princeton offense is predicated on on you getting out and trying to deny passes and doing those kind of things. So, you know, our kids. As crazy as it sounds, the more pressure you put, the more excited they get. Because yeah. They, they, they start saying in their mind, hey, we're fixing your lab, we're fixing your lab, fixing And, the, you know, where your team is getting excited on that dunk, my kids are getting excited on that backdoor layup. Because, <laughs> we, know, because we know the next thing that's going to happen is that opposing coach is going to get on his team about getting beat backdoor. And now all, all that pressure that you've been applying is dissipated. Right, uh, it's, and you're changing how you play just to play us, and you know that's that's what we're really trying to get you to do for sure. Now, talk about what goes into making a Reedy basketball practice successful when you're working with your varsity, or whether you, I don't know if you do varsity and JV together or how you do it, but what makes a successful practice in your mind? Well, I think you hit on it a few moments ago. You know, you you got to brainwash your kids, and you know we we try to brainwash our kids into thinking that we're the hardest working team in the state of Texas. Uh, you know, that whether that's true or not, I, I don't know. I don't go to watch everybody's practice, but we try to sell that idea to our kids. And I think our kids think that. So yeah. that's really all, all that matters. You know, we want a loud gym. We want to get more done in our practice. You know, we tell them, Hey, we get more done in our two hours of practice than anybody in Texas. I know that's probably not true, but they don't know that's not true. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's I'm I'm a very structured guy. Uh, it's probably also one of my weaknesses because sometimes I get I get you know I'm a, I'm a, a slave to my schedule. Uh, but uh, you know, we divide the practice up into quarters. You know, about thirty minutes each. The the first thirty minutes is is typically you know fundamentals and transition type stuff. The second quarter for us, and just the way I've always done it, uh, you know, because I think we've set the tone with this, is the second quarter for us is always our defensive segment of practice. Mm-hmm. And then our third quarter is always our offensive segment of practice. And then we finish in the fourth quarter with some, some type of scrimmage type uh, situation. You know, it's not always the same. It could be a score top, stop situation. It could be, uh, you know, Michigan State war drill type thing. It could be a bunch of different things. Uh, but I think what we do that's a little different than a lot of people, and, you know, I stole it from other good coaches, and one of them you worked for for a long time. So, you know, we use the bricks and saves. Right. It's really simple. I mean, we reward what we want to see, and we punish what we don't want to see. And, uh, you know, I've got managers that chart it, and we're rewarding effort and enthusiasm and taking charges and players coaching each other. and we're punishing poor effort and players quitting and passing up a charge and not talking, you know. So uh, it's it's one of those things that, you know, you get what you emphasize, and that's what we try to do in practice. And, you know, we want our kids up and loud, and, and we want them 
trying to coach each other and taking ownership of what's happening out there and, and uh, really really getting after it. So, um, you know, hopefully if you came in and watched practice, you would you would say, man, there's great energy and the kids are working hard and you know and, and you know I, I think sometimes uh, you know the practice could really kind of run itself. Uh, you yeah. Know, once you get it going and. Uh, you know, especially those those players. If you can get your your better players bought into the ideal that uh, you know, coaching each other is is, is a, the greatest form of, of knowledge. You know, just being able to teach that to another player. Uh, you know, you you know, you've got something when they're doing that. So uh, that's what that's what a practice would look like. It's it's really as simple as rewarding what we want to see and punishing what we don't want to see. So yeah. I like that a lot. So your your players are going to have energy. They're going to work hard, and and in in its truest sense, you want a player led practice. It'll be in a four quarter segment, and you're going to reward the positives, what you want your team to be like, and and punish the negatives. That's 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 great stuff. I, I like the four quarter idea. I've been toying with that and uh, trying to find a way to implement it here. Now, do you work uh, JV and varsity together, or are you varsity only? How, how do you split? How do you split your teams? I've done it a little different. Yeah, you know, in, in South Lake, we were primarily varsity only, just because my varsities were my varsity uh, teams were a little larger. Yeah, uh, than they were are currently here at Reedy. Uh, you know, like last year, I only carried ten on my varsity here at Reedy. So, uh, I, my preference is to have a, a minimum of twelve guys. It's just that we do a lot of stuff that that flows well with twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of four-on-four-on-four on four on four stuff and those kind of things. We do a lot of breakdown stuff in our offense that are four-player and those kind of things, and even three-player. You know, when we're teaching most most of the breakdown stuff, it's three-player stuff. So gotcha. it just works well with 12. Uh, and uh, so currently I'll probably grab a couple of the better JV guys and they'll practice with us. Uh, but as far as the JV and varsity working together, uh, that might happen, you know, in the scrimmage portion of practice or something like that. But as gotcha. far as the, the remainder part of the practice, it's, it's really just 12 players most of the time. Gotcha. 